This is Nomina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, guest opinions are their own, and some content might be triggering, but not today. Today's guest is Victoria Diltz, who is a registered psychotherapist and clinical lead at Nomina Integrated Health in St. Catharines, Ontario. And she's here to talk to us about ACT, or Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, and she even goes through some exercises. So with that, let's welcome Victoria. Well, welcome back, Victoria. It is always such a pleasure to see you. And today we're going to talk about ACT or acceptance and commitment therapy. So maybe you want to give us a brief introduction onto what is it? Sure. So um, acceptance and commitment therapy, it is technically what's called like, or part of what is classified as like the third wave of behavior therapy. So um, it's kind of developed on the heels of some of those previous behavior therapy techniques. Um, The gentleman who developed it, uh, his name is Stephen Hayes. So this was kind of from formalized in um, like the mid to late 80s. I think it's 1986, actually. So really, it's looking at how thoughts, how the way people think and and what people think, how that affects behavior and in turn, how that kind of affects well-being as well. So it's really emphasizing the importance of kind of accepting unwanted thoughts and feelings and emotions rather than trying to control them. And then really stressing how we can kind of um, identify our own values and the best way to move forward with those values. Um, and, and so it kind of all works together. I know that sounds a little vague and we're going to get into some more nitty gritty about it, but um, that's kind of the overview of how that works and what the important parts are. Because mm. my husband loves it when I talk about him on this channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little sarcasm there. But like no. just this morning, <laughs> I could see him spiraling because he broke the washing machine trying to fix the washing machine. <laughs> And I can see that spiraling. Yes. <laughs> so would this be a good instance to look at how ACT could help him kind of reframe or change that thinking? Certainly it could, it could help. So one of the, so there's like, there are kind of six components to ACT that um, really define how we go about things. But yes, I would say that part of that would be looking at, you know, like, being grounded in the moment for a second, right? Like remembering the fact that if he was, if it was already broken, like, did he really break it? Right? Like there's a question of some, some dissonance there, but looking at accepting the fact that it kind of happened, right? It happened. What do we do about that? It could certainly help in terms of like the acceptance part could certainly help, right? The, uh, sometimes things happen and how do we let that affect our behavior? So, um, I'm assuming and your poor husband, but I'm assuming that he got angry at the fact that he broke the already broken washing machine. So it's learning to kind of take a step back from that. So being able to kind of observe ourselves and our behavior as a third party observer without judging it, without trying to control it and just kind of noticing what's happening and then allowing that to influence the way that we might choose to behave moving forward. And that's where that kind of ties again into like our our values, right? So got like real specific real fast which is not a terrible thing but it would be something that we could kind of you would want to discuss with your client right like what how would you like to respond in those uh situations where things come up that are frustrating you know like what aligns with your sense of self um in those moments and then how are we able to kind of use certain techniques to implement that in their life when they're 
reacting to those situations. Okay. So you mentioned there's two things I want to ask now is that was the six things that it's based on and then those techniques. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there's six core values. Um, And the first is acceptance. So acceptance is basically that there is an alternative to our instinct to avoid thinking about things that are negative, right? So we all do this. It's a human, it's human nature to just try to ignore and avoid the things that make us uncomfortable or that are negative, right? But we know (laughs) it's not always the most helpful thing in life to do, right? Um, So acceptance is basically that active choice to allow space for those unpleasant experiences to exist without trying to change them or trying to avoid them. So that's the first first core value. Um, The second core value is called cognitive diffusion. Um, So that's those techniques, right? Those the techniques that we use um, that help the individual individual change how they react to those feelings or thoughts that they're having. We can't get rid of negative experiences in our life, no matter how hard we try. There's always going to be something that comes up that makes us a little anxious or makes us a little sad, right? But what we can do is practice those skills to try to help us face them in something that is more resonant with who we are as a person. And then how do we move through those experiences in a healthy way to kind of come out, you know, at least the same, if not stronger, on the other side of that experience? The third tenant is uh, it's self as context. So that just means that you are not the sum of your experiences, your thoughts or your emotions, right? You exist outside of the things that you have lived as a human being, right? Values. So I've already said that's a really big tenant in ACT, which is, you know, those qualities that we choose to work towards um, that align with like our morals, our beliefs, the things that we, you know, want out of life. Um, And so ACT kind of helps to flush out what everybody, what an individual, sorry, um, values might be, and then helps us to try to move towards living those values day to day. And then the last one is called um, commitment to action. And so that's the part where the therapist and the individual get to collaborate together. um, And the therapist is able to assist in goal making um, and basically just how to, whether it's short-term or long-term, accomplish those goals that the individual has. So who is ACT therapy best for them? (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's very individual. Um, Like the therapy process, I would argue, is very individual for each person, right? And so like in my own practice, I use ACT or I'll use parts of ACT um, or I'll have like a session or two with a client who maybe comes in and it seems like it would fit it at that time, right? Um, it generally works for um, like anxiety, sadness. Anytime we get stuck in some of those like negative thought loops, um, it does really focus a lot on that acceptance of those thoughts and experiences happening, right? There's a really good example, actually, I have that kind of can show how ACT can work for that. That type of like thought process, for example, um, because it is such a broadly applied approach to therapy, right? A really common thought that we get um, is like, for example, nobody likes me, right? We've probably all thought that many times. So this is something that usually results in sadness or anxiety, right? And that typically causes the behavior of social withdrawal withdrawal for people, right? Like if you think that nobody likes you, well, the last thing you want to do is go to Barb's house for a community dinner, right? Because you're like, well, nobody likes me. I'm going to be uncomfortable. But that thought process actually caused that causes that behavior, which causes us to socially withdraw. 
And that unintentionally kind of reinforces that thought process that we have, right? Because then all of a sudden we're not getting invites or people aren't talking to us as much. But when we can kind of step away from ourselves a little bit, we can recognize that behavior and also recognize that like that, you know, um, decrease in social invites is not a reflection on the fact that they don't like you. It's maybe a reflection on the fact that you've been withdrawing and um, not going to those social occasions. And so maybe they're not asking as much because they just figured you're busy, right? So we remove that that little bit of like, oh, gosh, nobody likes me. And that's why it's not happening. And so we've kind of recognized that we can have that thought, right? We can have that thought of nobody likes me. We all will, right? Um, but recognizing it as a thought and then allowing space for that to be there, but also knowing that, um, you know, a core value for yourself is that you want to be socially engaged with your friends and your neighbors and whatever it is, your community, right? And so by kind of acknowledging and accepting the fact that it's just a thought, it allows you to then engage in behaviors that allow for that increase in social behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes yeah, perfect okay. sense. I could see how you took us through mm. each one of those different uh, yeah. core values. Okay. Yeah. And like, there would obviously be lots of, there, there are many techniques that can be used. Um, and I know that was kind of your next question. So maybe techniques, I'm yeah. That, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are definitely worksheets that get involved with ACT, right? So there's things like looking at um, what is maybe um, a triggering thought for you, a triggering experience for you, right? And then what do those triggers cause in terms of behavior? So for example, you know, the triggering thought was, um, nobody likes me. And that results in a behavior of socially withdrawing from my core friend group, right? Um, there's also a worksheet. Um, it's basically the one that I'm thinking of is a bullseye, but it's clarifying your values, right? Like what is actually important to you in life? Because many of us move through life, not really a hundred percent knowing exactly how we feel about certain things. So sometimes clarifying those values helps an individual to feel more connected to, you know, their thoughts or behaviors um, and also the things that they want to change because sometimes we think we have a value and then when we start to get into it, we're like, oh, okay, actually that's a little different, right? And and because of that, this has to shift. Um, so we're also looking at, um, there's some exercises on psychological flexibility. So like, are you able to be present? in the moment, right? Mindfulness is a really big piece, which is what I'll get to next. But, um, you know, are you able to be present? Are you able to, you know, feel your body or acknowledge things with that kind of step back from judgment? Um, looking at things like um, just a couple different mindfulness exercises, basically. So the, there's no, um, there's no like, I'm sure there are, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there are books that have lots of like specific act um, mindfulness activities. But a lot of stuff that is looking at um, being present in your body, um, lots of value assessment type stuff. Um, and then also the last part of that would be goal setting. So there are certain worksheets um, that we would go through, you know, um, whether it is um, like a SMART goal, which just so you know, the acronym stands for specific, meaningful, adaptive, realistic and time bound. Right. So that's what SMART stands for. Um you know, we want to make sure that if it's a short-term goal, that it's something that you can accomplish in the short term, right? Um, versus if it's a long-term goal, um, how do we set up those little like road, I don't want to say blocks because they're not blocks, but like little flags to say we're on our way there, right? Um, 
And then, so after we've kind of done that and we want to use, we want to build those mindfulness activities. So that can be a plethora of things, right? Like simple as yoga, guided mindful meditations, right? Um, there also are um, some techniques that are used by ACT. So um, <clears throat> there is, so um, there's an exercise that we use called two sides of the same coin. So in this activity, you would have like a small piece of paper. You can use like a, um, a cue card. And basically you would have your individual write down um, what they value about an activity, right? And then on the other side would be like difficult feelings or thoughts that they sometimes have about that activity, right? So looking at um, how it aligns with your values, right? And and because that's a really important part, we want to make sure that our life is full of things that support and align with our value and our values, sorry, because that provides meaning for us. And then any of those negative or difficult thoughts and feelings, um, we want to also acknowledge, right? Because we have to kind of accept those as it's just a thought, right? Um, and then we ask that individual to also carry that card around with them for a while. So then if that pops up for them, if that thought pops up for them, they're able to just like with that cue card out and read how it aligns with the values, why it's important, how it creates meaning, right? Um, one of another, another big technique is um, mindfulness of emotion. So again, that's like really just sitting in your body and being aware of what's going on, being in touch with how you're feeling in a non-judgmental way, which is the really hard piece, right? So nobody's nobody's good at mindfulness the first time. Even when they are good at mindfulness, sometimes they're not good at it that day. So that's okay, <laughs> right? It's all part of the practice. Um, one other thing that we that um, ACT uses a lot are metaphors as well, right? So um, the one example, I actually used it with you earlier when we were chatting, but it's um, for myself, not on you. But uh, it's called the sailing boat metaphor. So it's basically, you know, occasionally water is going to come over the edge of the boat, right? Your feet get a little wet. It's a little uncomfortable, whatever. But every once in a while, there's a big wave, right? And then what do you do, right? Do you just like, oh, we're sinking and we jump off and like swim back to late, like the land where you could be in the middle of the ocean? There's sharks. Maybe that's not a great option, right? Do you flail and try to bail water out as fast as possible, right? So um, that metaphor is kind of showing how mindfulness is really helpful there, right? Like you can't panic in that moment. You've got to take a step back and look at the situation, right? And then we've got to calmly make a plan, what you want to do. So maybe you need to bail some water. Okay, so I need to take a breath and I need to grab a pail. And then this is how I go through that action. And then that way, you know, you're still on track. Nothing's happened. You haven't sunk, right? You didn't try to swim back to the shore um knowing that that negative experience happened accepting it also knowing that it's probably going to happen again but we also maybe we'll be better at reacting the next time and so we use that kind of metaphor to kind of encompass how um act wants to look at trying to shape like those values and those behaviors that was life-changing for me when somebody said to me <laughs> respond don't react. Yes. <laughs> like, but yeah. I'm so reactive. <laughs> I know. And it's really hard. And it's the thing is, like, we're all human, right? Like, we, as much as I can teach these things and techniques to people, I also feel miserably at them on a regular basis, too, right? Like, we, we understand. And I think that's also part of it is just recognizing that you're human. And part of being human is, you know, that shared 
human experience of there being struggles and there being triumphs too, just as equally, right? Um, but it's really hard not to be reactive in those moments. That's how we're hardwired. So <laughs> it's, it's difficult, right? I'm going to put your contact information yes. in the description uh, for YouTube and then the show notes for the podcast because Perfect. you are working in our St. Catherine's Clinic. Yeah. And like I say, it's always such a pleasure to have you on as a guest. Well, thank you, Joy. And I like being here as well. I shouldn't say like, I love being here. Yeah, me too. I love my dog. <laughs> yeah. Right.